Hey everyone, it's Rami and I'm back with a great conversation on the bonfires of social enterprise. Today we have Jamie and Sean Strasberger talking about their business because of a case. And, of course, we have a great song at the end by a Detroit artist for your listening pleasure. Let's kick it off here with a fun fuel from Natalie Hazen. She always comes up with the best fun fuels. Hello, I'm Natalie Hazen, bringing you this episode's Fun Fuel. Mobile phones have become such a part of everyone's daily life that if you can't find your phone, that can be a giant disruptor to your day. Been there. Phones have become so mainstream and normal that a recent post on Facebook about an anniversary reminded me how far we have come in our technology with phones. This post was celebrating the 25th anniversary of the first ever text message. In 1992, 22-year-old British software engineer Neil Papworth sent the first ever SMS from a computer to his colleague Richard Jarvis at Vodafone. That very first text message sent on December 3, 1992 simply said, Merry Christmas. Perhaps you remember your first text message and who it was from, such as those defining moments in history where you can state your exact location and what you were doing at that moment. That was honestly not me. But now who would have thought that 25 years later, it is normal to communicate via text and also send streams of happy faces, smiling little piles of poo, and all sorts of characters. So happy anniversary text message and hats off to wonderful innovators such as Neil Papworth. Now on to our episode. Well, who knew? Texting's been around for longer than I thought. That's great. Let's slide on over to another seat where we move our discussion to the designed mobile phone cases that bring funding to causes while they'll bring joy to the texters. Here's a part of my conversation with Jamie and Sean Strasberger of Because of a Case. Let's help our listeners understand what your business is and does. Okay, so we're a phone case company, and for every case we sell, we donate a portion to different charities. So we have a phone case that we donate a portion to the Sea Turtle Conservancy, and it has sea turtles on it, metallic gold foil, and we have all different designs that coordinate with different charities. For sure. So like another um, organization, like the Anxiety uh, Association. The Anxiety, Anxiety and, and Depression, Depression Association, Association of America. <laughs> Do that one. So we have a lot of animal causes. We have a lot of human causes. We just kind of cover a lot of different bases. And we donate anywhere from 10% of net profits all the way up to uh, 75% for a couple of our causes. Oh, so and is the case uh, designed for that particular cause am I saying that right yeah Yeah. (laughs) so some of them will have a design that we want to use with a charity in mind and then we contact the charity after we have the design and kind of show them what we're thinking and then other charities have helped us design it using their colors or their logo and we use some of those graphics in mind when we design them for the different charities well, and how do you get the charities uh, to participate? Do you, what's been your what's been your method of solicitation? I don't feel like that's the right <laughs> the right words. That's my geeky finance person coming up. Yeah, I think it's it's been interesting just because like I think before we started the company, we kind of had this idea like oh you know we're gonna 
you know, help people. And that was kind of the social aspect of it where we really wanted to um, bring on as many organizations and with as many um, causes that we were passionate about and our, uh, you know, our followers and customer base was passionate about. But we found that like there's, um, for some of these charities, there's a lot of, um, you know, hoops to jump through to get them on board. You like, you have to have a certain amount of minimum sales and um, there's just, depending on the charity, um, they're not, not every charity is willing to just kind of have you on board. They need to make sure you're a legitimate, you know, company. They want to, they don't just take anybody on, which like, I guess I think we found kind of surprising at first just because like, hey, you know, yeah. we're willing to help everybody. In the beginning, yeah. we're like, we want to donate, you know, can so- somebody like, <laughs> let us donate to your um, charity, but it is about just approaching them. And especially in the beginning, we approached a lot of charities. And then some of them were really open to us and really excited about working together. And then some of them, yeah, we had to have a minimum sale. So it was just about making sure we approached enough charities to get enough on our site and enough to coordinate with our different phone cases. And I think part of that is just because there's so many um, organizations out there that um, are, you know, I guess similar in the sense that like they're donating a portion of sales. Um, that was kind of one of the unique niches for us where we kind of found a hole was that um, like for t-shirt companies, for instance, there's so many um, social uh, enterprises that were with t-shirt companies where they donate a portion of sales. But with phone cases, um, when we started and still at this point, there's not really there wasn't a leader. So we, we kind of carved our niche there. Um, and I think we were able to get more charities and organizations on board because we we're kind of the, the go to uh, charity phone case company. Yeah, And we have had a couple approach us since we've gotten a bit bigger. So sometimes we'll go through emails and have some charities that now we have to look into and see if we want to work with them. So that's pretty cool too. But at least in the beginning, I I know like it was, I mean, it was just as hard to get charities on board as it was to find like, um, like uh, social influencers or celebrities on board. Like it was, Mm. Jamie had to work her her tail off to kind (laughs) of prove our, our, you know, our worth to them a lot of the time. Uh, So they were almost vetting you as a vendor, even though part of the proceeds were going to go back. Yeah, you know, they just wanted to make sure that we were legitimate, we were going to donate to them, and they wanted to make sure that we were going to be good to work with, and there was a lot of factors in some of them. Some of them were easier, though, to get. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It is interesting. You (laughs) need people to start to buy it. You got the chicken and egg thing going there, you know, like, hey, we want to help you Uh and help each other. That's exactly it. Let's go Uh back and uh, tell um, maybe the story about what inspired you to get started or what was, you know, what was the light bulb moment? (laughs) And that kind of goes back to Jamie because she she actually got her degree in teaching, but um, I think it was back in 2008, 2009, where um, the economy wasn't doing as well. So she she couldn't find a teaching job, so she kind of had to find something else to do. And that's kind of what started it. Yeah, so I was looking for different things to do. I was substitute teaching, but it wasn't really bringing in enough money. And it was hard to get even subbing positions at the time. So I was really just looking for anything I could do. And I had a job where I was working. I got a job I found at in a department store working at a cosmetics counter. And I really liked doing that. And I've always liked makeup and hair. So I started a YouTube channel. And I thought I could play off on this and I built up my audience and I have about 60,000 subscribers on my channel and um, I was reviewing all kinds of different products and makeup and hair and food and just anything. Stuff on Shark Tank. Yeah. I've seen on TV, all (laughs) that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My channel name is Reviews by Jamie if anyone wanted to check it out, but I do all kinds of reviews. So... 
uh, me and Sean were always talking about, you know, we need to come out with a product that our uh, my audience would really like. Because I knew my audience really well, and they, they're very loyal, and they're always commenting, and they're so sweet. I think the first thing you thought of was that uh, we were thinking about some sort of pajamas to play off, like the jam, like Jamie my jammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we threw that around for a little, we threw all sorts of stuff around. Yeah, which would still be fun to do. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but I really noticed that a lot of people were interested in phone cases. So we thought, oh, this could be fun. You know, I love, you know, designing things and I have a good eye for what's trending. And, you know, I think yeah. we could come up with some great designs. So we actually sat on that for a couple of years, just going back and forth. You know, should we start? Should we not? And then we went through this one company uh, where you could actually buy all the equipment to make your own phone cases. Oh. And that was kind of like a big leap for us because we were always like, I guess, the type of people who never had a late credit card bill, like everything was like always like very in order and like we kind of had to take a little credit out to get that. We're like, all right, let's, let's, let's leap. Yeah. And like, like little did we know, like that was like not even close to how far we'd like. Oh, we'd so nothing but, compared but, to what we've spent now. It but, was a $3, but at the time, dollar machine. Yeah, at the time it felt like, holy moly, like we were really taking a big risk here. So we bought this crazy machine. But um, we're not the type that can use something like that and make it, you know, work. Like, you had, there was a lot of steps involved and we didn't make one phone case that looked good. So no. I was like, this isn't gonna work. We can't sell these. And I'm a perfectionist too. So there would be, you know, little flaws on the printing and. You literally like, <laughs> you printed out the designs on this like special printer and then you'd use this heat press, which we put in the basement, which, uh, yeah. And then you heated you it on. You had to have special gloves for it. And There's I was like, Sean, you can't was... use this. You're gonna burn yourself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little clumsy when it comes to camera. Yeah, yeah. so. We're like, we need, you know, we'll think of a different way for it. But um, it was, we really started talking, okay, you know, we could do something more with this. And I was having a lot more ideas for designs. And then we had the idea after talking about donating a portion of every sale and particularly to mental health because I've struggled with anxiety, just generalized mm. anxiety since I was a kid. And... So I thought, you know, this would be really cool because we thought of a really good slogan and it was find your happy case instead uh -huh. of find your happy place. Oh, I <laughs> so, like that. So when it started, it was actually everything was going towards uh, helping mental health. And we found this uh, great organization, uh, Minding Your Mind, which we still work with a little bit, um, where they actually um, do like um, mindfulness classes like in elementary, middle, oh. high schools. And they do more um, workshops and trainings like around the country to kind of bring more awareness. And really, yeah. really cool. So All we, these things I wish I would have had just growing up. Yeah. So it was, it's really cool. And we were, we still work with them and ADAA. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, we started having customers who were requesting different causes. So we thought, could we add more? You know, could we make it different? So we changed our slogan, and now it's protect your phone, protect the world. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Register trademark. Yeah. <laughs> Register trademark. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I love yeah. that. So what, So you, you abandoned the idea of, of doing the equipment. I I guess I call that manufacturing it yourself, We're right? not DIY people yeah. at all, so. No, not with anything. We're not yeah. the Pinterestes. No. Oh, with cooking maybe, but other than that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you do have this idea of design, which is great. You know, an eye of what? Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at finding what and knowing what people want to see because it's really what I want to see too. I'm really drawn yeah. to like all the trendy things, and yeah. I'm pretty on top of it too. And I'll have some ideas for different designs, and then we'll see other companies do them a little bit after. We're like, oh, I think we were on the right track with that. 
But like much, much bigger companies where it's frustrating. We're like, oh, like we, we just yeah. had that idea like a week ago. Yeah, things we, didn't, we weren't able to come out with that we see other companies do. But I think the funny thing too is just like looking back to when we had that machine, which we somehow were able to get it right up on Craigslist. I'm still, whoever's using that, I, I hope it's going well for them. <laughs> and I warned them too. I was very straightforward. I said, it's very hard to use. I don't want you to burn yourself. We had a hard time making the cases, but they still wanted it. They so. did. <laughs> but thank goodness there's buyers out on yeah. for all kinds of stuff in the world that we live in this time in history you know there's you can... always somebody who wants something you're selling <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so uh you decided not to be diyers then yeah. how, how did you discover the steps to do it differently then the funny thing about that is i think we've slowly discovered and um we kind of we had a little experience because like when we were right after college we both started um uh, videography company oh. where we um, would do weddings and bar mitzvahs and I think that kind of gave us a lot of insight. No, actually we, we're doing that again now. We just oh, uh, nice. recently started doing it again <laughs> after a little bit. But I think that like really gave us a lot of insight into knowing what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. And like it's so like for us like Jamie for initially just because she's got an artistic eye as well. Um, was gonna draw the cases like the first cases we were doing on the machine. She like I was watercoloring. She, she was literally yeah. you took like watercolor uh-huh. classes for like a yeah. year in preparation for us to start this business yeah. so we could save on design class. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, wow, that was fun. But you know there was there were a lot of things I couldn't do like marbles and marble cases were so big and trending and um, that was one big thing I really wanted to come out with. So we thought okay we're gonna have to get some different designers now some people who can do things that. I won't be able to do. Definitely. So I think like we figured out, okay, we can't make the case ourselves, so it's getting someone else to make them. We can't design the case ourselves, <laughs> so it's get someone else to design them. But it's like we, we kind of figured out our, our like what our strengths were as far as like Jamie's saying about how she has an eye for what's good and being able to be more of a creative director mm-hmm. versus an actual designer. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, us not DIYing the cases, but finding, you know, a quality manufacturer who's able to make the kind of cases where we'd feel proud of, where we could sell it to our friends and family and we'd feel pretty comfortable that they had a pretty protective case. Well, yeah, yeah because we had, a spe- like in the beginning, we had some cases that we did not like. And I would have friends approach me and say, oh, I'm going to buy this one. And I'm like, well, don't buy that one because we're working on getting a more protective line. So now we have our protective cases on the site and we worked for like six months making sure that they were protective and they were the ones we wanted and that they could print metallic gold foil because we wanted that on them. There was a lot of things that we had to do to get to that point with the manufacturing. Wow. So (laughs) that's really interesting because I love what you guys said because sometimes people give up when they're like, oh, I'm not good at manufacturing, I'm not design. They don't realize they can hold this role and do it really well like you guys are doing. And as a matter of fact, some of the most successful businesses do it the way you're doing. What kept you at the table saying, gosh, this is really our role instead of just abandoning it? I think it's kind of goes back to like when we bought that machine in the first place. It's like kind of when you jump in, you're kind of in. So it's like it didn't never really felt like an option to like stop doing anything. And I don't think I don't think either has ever really considered like, oh, you know, this is too difficult. It was more like just keep on grinding it out, you know, just like let's figure this out. I think I, I think part of it was you, the little successes along the way kind of keep you going where it's like, you know, we got something like and I think we had a vision um, for what we knew could be possible. So we just as long as we could um, manage it, you know, financially and time wise, 
we saw the vision. I think we kind of needed well, to see it are, out. Me and Sean are a really good team, and we're really good at brainstorming. So whenever we hit any kind of hurdle, we're like, all right, you know, let's talk about what we can do to get over this part. So we would sit down and talk about it and research, okay, what are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. And then we would do it. So um, it, yeah, we were never really thinking, okay, you know, we've hit a wall, that's it. It was always, okay, you know, we've hit a wall, where are we going to go from here? And that's how it. we've kept the business going along. I, I think the key is uh, not talking to friends and family too much about things because yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it'll have the exact opposite direction. Like I, if, if we would have been like so ha- had in all them in on our meetings, like we, the company probably like wouldn't have ever started. Like we no. wouldn't even have anything if probably. The, machine, <laughs> the case machine didn't work out. That's it. You know. Okay, I guess you're gonna find something else to do. That's so oh. true. Oh my gosh, that resonates with me on so many uh-huh. levels. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh gosh. So what's happening now today? We're kind of doing this interview in November of 2017. What's happening now today? Well, right now, so we're really excited because we do have our protective line of cases and we have some new designs out that we're really proud of and excited about. Um, We're just kind of waiting for the holidays right now. So we know that there will be hopefully a big boost around the holiday time. And we're working on other things, too, to get the word out. We've been working on getting into different stores and boutiques. We really want to focus on more retail since we've been really doing online sales for first, a while. For, for our first year, it was pretty much all online, and then okay. we kind of got the things in um, check where we you know, have our, our barcodes, have everything good so we could start selling in retail. So we recently just got put into 24 um, uh, independent Sprint stores. Wow, so that that's was great. really exciting around the Michigan area. So that was really, um, oh, that's great. really exciting. But the biggest yeah. like thing we're doing now is just you know, um, you know, juggling the inventory and all that. You know, that whole bit of it. Um, but yeah, retail's our next big push. Yeah, that's our next big thing. And when we started, especially me coming off from YouTube, I had a really good idea about what to do on social media. Yeah, so I we've bet. been utilizing social media for this last year of the business and you know, contacting different influencers. And we have an affiliate program where people can earn a percentage of the sales if they spread the word to family and friends or post about it online. And we've had, we've worked with some different people who have been big influencers on YouTube. Absolutely. Or from different TV shows too. We've had a girl wow. from Dance Moms work with us and um, somebody from The Bachelor, too. Wow. So, yeah, that's, it's been really exciting, our whole online world for everything, and our Instagram page has over 30,000 followers now. Oh, my goodness. We started, so, like, at zero, so it's, mm-hmm. like, it's pretty bad, because we started, I think it was in July of last year, so July of 16, yeah. so a little over a year, and, yeah, we've really built it, I mean, th- yeah. mostly through Jamie's ingenuity, just she's... I mean, emailing and emailing and emailing and emailing and emailing. I mean, you probably emailed, what, like thousands and thousands and thousands yeah, of like, people? Yeah, you just people. have to sit there emailing and contacting people and hope that some people will be on board to work with you or showcase, you know, all the cases and what you're doing. So we've been working really hard on that side of it. So now we're moving more onto the retail side in addition to online, too. Wow. I... I'm sort of, I got almost paralyzed at the number of how you've done that in such a short time. Because I think, um, I'd love to just have you expand on that a little bit because (laughs) your tenacity to email and grow the social media following, 
Um, that's another place people give up because you're trying as a business owner, especially in the early stages, you're wearing all the hats, you know, yeah. you're trying to, yeah. your quality control, your distribution, you know, an understatement. <laughs> and um, one of the things people, you know, self-select out of in the beginning is like, well, I'll, I'll get to the social media at some point. Would yeah, you, I've totally seen people do that. Talk about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, when I hear people who don't want to um, utilize the social media part, I'm like, you have to do that. That's such a big part of it. I mean, that could be, you know, where most of your sales start coming from at some point if you really work on it. Um, so I think just starting it out at first, I was talking about it on my YouTube channel a little bit. Give it a little bump. Yeah, just to give it a little bump. So I think that gave me an extra few hundred people. And then, so that was nice to have some people following us on that Instagram account. And then, you know, there was different things that we were doing, which one of them was sitting there for eight hours a day, eight to 10 hours a day, and gathering people, just going on YouTube and finding names of people who looked like they were in the demographic of who we're appealing to, just writing oh, wow. down their names, putting my, getting a chart together with their email address, their name, how many subscribers they have, and then at the end, emailing everybody. And just, I had a little template and, you know, talked a little bit about our company. And I would say, if you mm. want to earn a commission on every sale you make, you can, we'll send you a case, you can post about it, or if you just want us to gift it to you. So that was a huge part of it. And I think like, and we lucked out in the sense that like, I'm still not able to donate or uh, be full time with because of the case because I'm like a, te a special education teacher actually during oh, the year. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like during the summer, that's when Jamie really got to hit the, yeah. you know, foot to the grindstone. She, she'd yeah. be sitting there, um, you know, eight, nine, ten hours a day emailing. And I think that's just like one part of it because obviously you could be doing what Jamie did and not get any hits, not anybody would be interested. So I think it's having like the branding and the message and things that appeal to like those influencers. Cause at the end of the day, like when we first started, we were really selling to the social influencers. We had to sell these people with, mm, you know, right. 10, 20, 30, a hundred, a million followers that, hey, this is cool. So once they thought it was cool, it kind of just trickled you down know, from there. When they started emailing back, it was so exciting for us to think that they believed in the idea too. Yeah. And it gave us so much motivation to continue and think, wow, you know, they're yeah. buying what this idea is. I think it could really work. And we've had, we've got really lucky too because there was a few people who had, you know, 2 million YouTube subscribers mm -hmm. or 1 million subscribers who loved the idea and would show it and still continue to show the cases. So we had some people who were really drawn to this idea and really wanted help too, because they want to help support what we're doing with our donating to causes. And we really lucked out because like, I mean, we, we there's some other companies who are doing this, um, but not too many where they would collab with like, they would do collaborations with these like celebrities or social influencers. So you know, when you have like a couple wow. hundred followers, you know, it's like, okay, do I really want to be partnering with this organization? Like, has anyone even bought anything from them? So, but like, we got very lucky that one of the, you know, thousands of people that Jamie emailed um, with 2 million subscribers was like, yeah, we'll collaborate with you and make a case. And I mean, at the end of the day, like they really took a chance on us. I mean, we it, it, were like, wow, this is, I mean, it was a really big opportunity and it was a lot of, um, it really got the word, it really helped us springboard because it gave us a lot of credibility with, you know, you know, YouTube uh, YouTubers who are pretty big, who people knew. 
And they're like, oh, they're using it. Okay, that's cool. And they got to, you know, do their, a cause that they're passionate about, which just so happened to be the same cause. Yeah, it was that, the uh, Anxiety and Depression Association oh. of America. And the whole thing wow. was very full circle for me because they were much bigger on YouTube than me, and I really looked up to them. So it was oh. really cool when they didn't know who I was, but it was really cool when we approached them as a company and they wanted to design a case with us and donate a portion of charity and wow. thought, wow, that's amazing that that worked out like that. Validation. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How encouraging. Yes. Uh-huh. And it is funny because, like, Jamie was saying, like, as when she was a YouTuber, just as reviews by Jamie as, you know, her uh, persona, she'd eat, like, one of the things YouTubers do is they try to get shout-outs. So, like, if you have, you know, if you have 10,000, somebody with a million people says, hey, go check this person out. Helps you out. Yeah. Like, she would email people like that all the time. Like, hey, can I get a shout-out? You know, nothing. Then as a company, we come up with this idea out of nothing, and they're like, sure, we'll, like, design a case with you. It's like, <laughs> all right. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't think I ever asked for shout-outs, but it was more, um, oh, do you want to kind of do a collaboration on YouTube together? Do like a yeah, video, Yeah, like, right. oh, you know, we're both, you know, from the same area, or we're both interested in, like, health and fitness, or a certain makeup brand, like, maybe we can do something together, but nobody was ever interested, and I didn't pursue it that much, but... Um, it was really cool as a company to have the YouTubers on board with what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, yeah, because other people look look to see what the followers are, and especially in your business, I would mm -hmm. think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who who then would we tell the listeners the customer is then? So yeah. it's really um, mostly females, and it. The age range, it the age ranges. It's from really like anywhere from maybe eighteen years old to, like to thirty. I would say less. 20, I think it's really to twenty five. Yeah. Probably about eighteen to twenty five years old. But that's not to say that people younger and older don't use it because there's a lot who do. Oh, definitely. That's oh, just kind of the core of it. Yeah. yeah. But when we look at like our demographics on Instagram, it really is females from eighteen to twenty four years old. Yeah. So. And so it's not just the perhaps the charity partners that are designing some. You guys are kind of creatively designing some too, or oh, yeah. directing designers yeah. to mm -hmm. what's popular. What a mm -hmm. cool uh, combo of how this all came together mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. assuming if uh, perhaps a charity is large enough or attractive enough, yeah. they design their own. Not or, necessarily. No, or you're doing it for them? Okay. Yeah, there's... They I haven't think, yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think the one that... Um, the one charity that really had... There was a couple of charities that really participated in the designing. One of them was Charity Water, and they... That's a charity or a nonprofit organization that helps deliver clean water. Um, so... Um, so they really helped out. They had an idea of what they wanted. So we kind of came to them and showed them what we were thinking. And then the other one was the charity called She Lift. And that was the charity that was founded by Sarah Heron from, she was on The Bachelor show, if anybody uh, watches that. I love it. So, um, <laughs> Jamie got me into it too. Yeah. <laughs> we watch it all the time. So it was fun to work with Sarah Heron from the Bachelor and her charity, and she had very specific ideas about what she wanted to do, and mm. she sent us her logo that we could maybe incorporate a little bit, and then she picked out the design out of 10 that we showed her. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a real mm -hmm. cool organ organization. She's actually, uh, I'm not sure how you'd word it exactly. I think she's like missing part of a limb. Would that be the best? 
Um, so like has a like, disability, and so she empowers other women who also have oh, like, disabilities. Nice. And they, they, it was really cool. Part part of the funding that we sent actually helped send some of their women women to uh, what was it, like a, a retreat, like a winter yeah, retreat. Yeah, it was the it was. first retreat they were doing, and they had girls with different um, physical disabilities that were going on these retreats, and it would help their self esteem and um, just meeting friends and people who were more like how they were and had more in common. But it was really cool. We helped fund that first retreat they went on. Well, that's nice yeah. that they've circled back and given you some impact stories or about yeah. what's Definitely. happened. Like directly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Are most of the charity, the recipients giving you feedback? Or I assume that's hard to get sometimes, too. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Like, they will email and say, and I think they email um other partners that they have, other business partners, and let them know what they've been doing this year, how much was donated to different aspects. I know of another one was um, Minding Your Mind. I know they, they ran, like, they'll do different um, like events. So, like, we actually uh, had the pleasure of selling our cases at one of their events that was here in the area, and it was mm-hmm. the one on social anxiety. And they actually mm-hmm. featured, I forget, it was an NFL player who had uh, was pretty outspoken about having social anxiety. It was a whole event. Mm. With, they had like um, a professor that kind of talked about it and that type of thing. But our funding helped uh, fund like one of those types of events. So that oh, was nice. that was pretty exciting too. That's a big deal. Everything's so expensive to raise sponsorship for. It's yeah. really yeah. kind of a convenient way. Right. This might be a good time. To, like, how much are the cases generally, or do they so, vary by? We do have um, some of our older designs and the cases that aren't part of our new Protect series. That's what we're calling our protective line. Um, those ones range from 10 to $15. But the cases that we're really pushing and that we really love are the Protect series, and those are $28. Okay, so gosh, yeah. there's really priced to compete with everything. Yeah, yeah. we wanted a I price mean... that you know people could buy and it wouldn't be... You so know, crazy. too much, yep. too expensive. But we also wanted to deliver a really nice case with a lot of protection. So yeah. it was it's good for people perfect. like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And us. That's, that's why true. we wanted it. <laughs> yeah. The funny thing about our company is since we started our company, we have not, dro- we've dropped our phones more now since we started because of the case than we ever just, did in our whole I don't whole know lives. why. Uh, we're just, oh, we have the cases and whatever. We're, we're good to go. Yeah. yeah boom. <laughs> throw it around like a backpack. <laughs> Well, gosh, this there's so many things I want to ask you, but there I'll, I'll stay on track. Um, <laughs> what are you noticing about the the business side of it? It was, I mean, I'm always curious to figure out how you price things. I think that's always a solve for X uh, strategy for all of the entrepreneurs, including myself, all the time. It's like you're always it's it's never a set thing. It's a moving target. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of ways did you? Um, what kind of discovery? strategies did you guys go through trying to figure out how you were going to price it did you bench it against other ones or like yeah yeah i think like there's kind of we got um with with what we picked our product with uh like cell phone cases iphone cases for us um there's a nice profit margin which is gives us a little more leeway so i think we mostly looked at the competition and wanted to price it so like jamie said it was our protect series especially is like it's a nice case we want to make sure that that price reflected it, but yeah. also that people were, you know, cases, especially for our audience of 18 to 25, 
especially when they're buying it online from us, they're not necessarily buying it with their phone. They're not like buying it, you know, when they get it at the Apple store, they get it at Verizon. Oh, okay. It's more of like, oh, I need a new case. Or I want a fun case, or I want oh. one that supports a car. Right, exactly. Okay. So, so yeah, something gotcha. that draws them in. So we wanted to price it at a, night, at a good quality price, but something that was just, you know, slightly... A little under. A little below the competition, I really yeah. wanted, you know, let's say, you know, there's girls in college who want a phone case from us. I really wanted them to be able to buy it and not think that it was out of their price range because it's so important for them to, you know, be able to buy it and be able to help out a cause that they're passionate about. So we didn't want to price it out of that range for them. I didn't yeah. want it to be, oh, you know, it's so expensive, you know... So, we looked at some market research too that said that a high majority of customers buy iPhone cases or their their smartphone cases uh, under thirty dollars. Okay. So yeah. in, in our competition, a lot of them would price between like thirty five and forty. Yeah. Okay. So we were we we're just kind of looking at what was you know an affordable price, but still something where they they knew they were getting a quality case. Yeah. That's so great you're able to do it because so many of the social entrepreneurs have to price way above and then sell the reason why yeah. why mm -hmm. there there's that differentiated in yeah. price. And it really, um, you almost fall in the trap of doing the mercy sale mm -hmm. where you don't want to be, you know, nobody wants to be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're buying it for the story and they don't really evaluate the quality of it. The right. quality is a surprise, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, it works so great. Right. Well, that's why we had our other designs and our other cases that sell for 10 to $15. Those are lower than what we started out with because um, we really realized after we got those cases that, you know, okay, you know, they're, they're decent. They're pretty protective. Some of them are more protective than others, but... Um, there's, we can do much better. So we changed the price of those and we lowered them a lot when we got our new Protect series in. Just to reflect the difference yeah, in protection. Yeah, we wanted protection. people to know, and people were buying those other ones at a way higher price, but we didn't feel comfortable doing that. We wanted them to know this case is just, you know, more fashionable and it may, you know, it may help a little, but it's not going to be your protective phone case that you would want to use all the time. And I think too, it's like, I think because like a phone for a lot, especially our target demographic, it's like very personal to them. And they already have a very clear like idea of like, you know, they'll go to certain stores in the mall and, or Target, you know, wherever there's like five and $10 phone cases. So they, so, some of our audience kind of has in their mind that like they should be very cheap. Like we'll get comments on our like Instagram sometimes like, oh, like, you know, this is like very expensive, even though we're priced like yeah. far below the competition yeah. because we're kind of not, especially now our cases aren't um, that low end. They're more the high end, you know, um, different like a case made or an otter box. Like they're more in line with like the premium cases you could get anywhere. Yeah. So, well, and so what would be an ideal client for you? Would it be a corporation that would do a mass order or would it be still be... If you could set, gosh, if we got one of these, what would that be? Um, that's hard because I'm torn. I think, you know, we love selling online. And if we could just sell everything online, that would be really cool too because it's, you know, fun to promote it. And we can, we have everything down for like how to package and we can get them out the next day. We're really quick with shipping. Yeah, always the next um, day. But so I would say if we could only do it online, that'd be really cool. But now that you know we want to go more retail and stuff i think it would be 
exciting to get into a lot of boutiques now because all the designs would go really well with just that like boutique setting you know with the cool clothes and the trendy handbags and the cases would fit in really well absolutely and or maybe around like college campuses since Mm -hmm. we have a lot of college-age girls who purchase that would be really cool to get into stores around there or to use their logos (laughs) yeah their school yeah university stores and all that yeah that'd be really cool but then and on that one I guess too like I guess the holy grail too would be like if we we're looking like a big client would be like like an apple or like a target um yeah. we've talked about that a yeah. lot as far as like especially like both those companies kind of align with our you know the philanthropy type of thing where like we were just in target the other day and they had like uh nine ten like all their brands are very social Everything mission is. enriched yeah. and we're like we definitely fit i in went here. down the blanket aisle because i was looking for a little blanket like a throw blanket and they have blankets that give back. So if you buy them, a portion mm. goes to different or like charities. like a granola bar. It's like this bar yeah. gives back. They, I mean, And we thought, week. well, we would be perfect here. <laughs> it would be really cool to get into a big department store. Yeah, that mm-hmm. has some shelf space for yeah. socially minded. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, that's neat. So no corporate gifting at this time. I don't uh, think not so. Really. Not really. It doesn't seem point. to fit. Really. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to learn how this all goes. <laughs> all right. Uh, unless we're having a corporation with uh, all 18 to 25 year old Right, uh, right. <laughs> right. To... right. Well, we might have a couple of them around, but <laughs> we oh, might know some. <laughs> well, <Please. laughs> what would be uh, some of the if you let yourself dream big uh, with what you know today, what could be some big dreams about what you'd love to see in terms of what your company's giving to charities? It could be a dollar amount or and or what you'd like to see the business grow into. Yeah, you know, we've had a couple days where, you know, we talked about, you know, different tragedies or different natural disasters that have happened, you know, recently here in the U.S. and we've wanted to give back so bad, but you know, we're not a huge company. So we're trying to, we were trying to think of ways that we could really give back. So we had a few of our cases where we donated a hundred percent towards um, different like hurricane relief or different victims of different crimes and- What happened in Las Vegas recently. Yeah, yeah. So we gave a hundred percent of certain case, a hundred percent of the um, profits. Yeah, yeah, from different cases, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as much as I wanted to give because we're not a huge, gigantic company. So it would be really nice if, you know, we just continue to grow and get bigger and we can do more things like that and just really be able to donate a lot more and have even more causes and donate a higher percentage one day. But that would be really nice to be able to do. Yeah. Gosh. Yes. You agree? You guys are <laughs> you guys are a well-oiled machine. You, <laughs> sometimes we interview teams and they whether they're you know connected the way you guys are or not, but and they are either totally singing the same, have the same voice, or there's a lot of disruption there, and it's really a feel good to see you guys on the same yeah, page. Yeah, we brainstorm and we have meetings all day, every day about everything. So we've had a lot of discussions about every aspect of the company. That's... So I think we're generally on the same page. Yeah, stuff. that's so great. So, yeah. yeah. Well, let's let me make sure I get everything here. Yeah. Okay, I did. So let's make sure uh, we tell them how to reach you. Maybe. Start with your website first and then maybe give them your social media. Yeah, so our website is becauseofacase.com. 
and our social medias are all the same so yeah. instagram.com okay. slash because of a case okay uh, facebook.com slash because of a case twitter.com slash because of a case <laughs> okay <laughs> it's all because of a case yeah. how right. easy to find us <laughs> it's okay we'll make sure we have all the hyperlinks for you and in, in the show notes on it Sounds thank great. you so much you guys <laughs> yeah we appreciate it we really appreciate yeah. it they are so humble and joyful Business is so tough sometimes, and it was really nice to spend time with this couple. Be sure to click on our show notes for more pictures and links. Well, it's that time for some music. Courtesy of our friends at Assemble Sound of Detroit, please meet Brett Ashley and his song, Junior. Until next time, keep those bonfires burning. It all started on a summer's eve And I was stumbling towards 17 You were looking like a star to me A wealthy girl with a pedigree And I was falling over with a bottle of Jack And you were telling everyone behind my back That you were making moves on me But I got wasted and then fell asleep Cause you were always cooler than I was prepared And I will always tell you what you wanna hear And who said you Cause it always seemed to be